0: Good afternoon, and welcome back to the EJS Show on the Liberty Block, hosted by Ed, Jody, and Steve, and joined once again by our friend Mike. This show is being recorded live and will be available within a few hours as a podcast, which can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Rumble by searching for the Liberty Block. We invite anyone listening to this podcast to join us live on Zoom or by phone, and share your thoughts on the issues we discuss as we discuss them. Good afternoon, everybody. Good
1: afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, Jodi. everyone.
0: Another boring week. Um, I guess we will not discuss the Super Bowl, although culturally that is a good topic I hear. Um, <clears throat> I've heard two different stories about the Mavericks canceling the national anthem, and the latest story out there was the NBA is uncanceling the national anthem and even Mark Cuban <laughs> is gonna give in. So, I just heard. You go ahead. Oh, am I frozen? No, you're not frozen.
2: Oh no. That's
0: now crazy. she looks a
1: little frozen.
2: <laughs> I'm.
3: Ed, you wanna pick it up?
1: Uh, well, I don't know what Jody was gonna say. I-, I saw the Mark Cuban story. I thought it was just par for the course for our sporting leagues. I was surprised to hear that the NBA was reversing course given what they did with the Houston Rockets GM, Daryl Morey last year (laughs) who tweeted out free Hong Kong and the whole, the league LeBron James and everybody else came down hard on him for that seemingly innocent and innocuous statement to me. I mean, who doesn't want Hong Kong to be free, but that was apparently enough to get the ire of the NBA uh, and he had to apologize for it. So I'm a little surprised that um, that Mark Cuban's decision to not play the national anthem before games was something that was worthy of a, a negative response from the NBA. Good for them. I mean, I don't really care. It's it's a too little, too late for me, but uh, good for them.
0: Did anybody watch the
3: Super Bowl? Yeah, you know, I hadn't watched a football game all year, and I sort totally of caved and said, you know, I'm going to watch the game. And uh, it was okay until I think there was one ad during halftime about social justice that they wanted to throw in our face. And then we had of course Bruce Springsteen with with his uh, call for unity after uh, being uh, very very much the opposite over the last four years. So
0: I I I assume you watched the uh, black national anthem then? (laughs)
3: Uh, I don't know if I saw that.
0: Um, I'm not even sure what that is, but I'm told that they sang yeah. that, and that they did a quite a number on America, the Beautiful, and the whole thing was one tremendous woke party. Um, apparently, they yeah, had a referee who was one of the other 73 genders, other than what used to be defined as a male.
3: Yeah. Apparently, the guy who uh, is from the band The Weeknd, so somebody caught a screen capture of. Graphics behind him, and at one point it said Satan.
0: Oh, I heard a rumor about that.
3: Yeah, I, I did see the picture.
0: But so. the good news is, I heard the viewership was way down, and I think serves them right. Yep. Sports should be sports. Jody, are you back with us?
2: I, I'm back. Okay. Uh, hopefully, I'm back to stay.
0: We're waiting with bated breath.
2: <laughs>
3: you have to sing the song from Frozen now. <laughs>
2: that's funny you don't want to hear me sing trust me <laughs> you don't
3: want to hear me sing go ahead you were, you were going to say something before go ahead
2: no i was just going to say did you guys cover everything while i was gone
3: uh, no <laughs> <laughs> we went a to z soup to nuts it's all,
1: yes. all done.
2: i would have expected nothing else
1: <laughs> you were so Lotus where are we going to start David? yeah what were you going to say
2: i was going to I wanted to start with a question or two, maybe about the impeachment stuff. And I thought maybe that could help lead the way. Um, I wanted to ask the question, why is it that we're even, why are they discussing, what's the need to discuss whether or not there's jurisdiction for this impeachment? And I, I, I kind of feel like that's, almost an admission that there could be guilt. Why isn't it, why, why aren't, why isn't Trump's defense going right to, there's no factual basis for it. Like if the House impeached, doesn't the Senate sort of have a mandate? Forget jurisdiction. Doesn't the Senate sort of have a mandate to conduct the trial?
1: Well, suppose, Jody, that they impeached you. Suppose that they passed a resolution saying we impeach Jody Carroll mm-hmm. and we find that she's committed all these heinous acts and we want to impeach her and make it and disqualify her from running from office. Do you think that the Senate so, should take that up?
2: Yes. Yeah, so that brings another question. OK, so the House, the House voted to impeach before the president was out of office. Right. And lo- logically, they can't, c- the Senate can't really conduct a trial in seven days. Maybe.
1: They- uh, oh no.
2: Let's go with that part of the argument. Um,
1: Jody, I think- missed that part. You, you sort of froze for a second. Yeah. Oh, my. Gosh. A little, hiccup. Like, mm-hmm. a little hiccup there. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Um, the, the, the house voted to impeach on the 13th. So realistically and logically the Senate can't really conduct that trial within seven days. Um, so qu- two questions come from that. Number one, why, why an impeachment then? Why not a criminal trial if it's now a citizen? Why do Why do we look at holding Um, office holders accountable once they're citizens and out of office and, uh, you know, according to the left. This is not unusual, right? It's there's precedent. They gave lots of stuff about why this why there's precedent for impeaching someone, including what two years after the fact for Warren Hastings, two years after he left office. Why is it called an impeachment and not a trial of a citizen? And there is this thing, I do have an issue with suggesting that there is a January exception. I don't really like the flavor of you can't hold somebody accountable to their behavior. And don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting that I think there's any facts that support this impeachment, but I do have a problem with the right saying, you know, what? Um, because he was gonna be out of office in seven days or whatever, he shouldn't have been held accountable. I'm not comfortable with that moving forward, what precedent that sets that now we're gonna say, as soon as they're elected by someone else, they kind of have the freedom to do whatever Do you understand my well, two concerns?
1: A, let me say a couple of things, Jody. Number one, the things that the Democrats want to accomplish can't be accomplished in a criminal trial. Number one, they don't have the facts. I agree. And, fiction. and number two, uh their goal is disqualification from future office which is not something that they could get in a criminal prosecution Um, a third goal that they have is um and this gets to both of your sort of unites or integrates your, your two questions the democrats goal is to write the history books and write the narrative and right now they are writing the narrative that there was a violent coup a violent insurrection and Trump and the Republicans refused to rebut that that cl- that claim is going unrebutted in the in the history books the that 's my thing,
2: issue with it I think
1: the only thing they 're saying is well, you know there 's this legal technicality that you can't you don 't even have jurisdiction to prosecute him and while I think that 's true and i'm 'm a lawyer, so I understand making that argument and as a lawyer, you have to make that argument, but politically it 's stupid because they're they 're cementing the narrative that this was a violent coup that there was no basis for Trump or, or anyone else to object to the election results. And there's no there's no opposition being put forward. Um, and that's exactly what McConnell and, and the Republicans insisted and demanded from Trump. So the Republicans are, are guilty as, as as the Democrats are here. Um, what else is
3: new? The Republicans are the stupid party, right? This isn't stupid, this is evil,
1: Mike. I mean, they're-, they're well, are,
3: I'll, I'll talk about their reaction to it. You, you think the Republican reaction to it is
1: evil? Yes, yes. And as I said on last week's show, I, you weren't around last week, Mike. I can't think of anything better that the that that the Senate could do for the next three months than to have a long, drawn out trial going over interviewing every witness, everybody who was there. Let the Democrats put all those people up there who say that there was a riot and and that it was there was violence, and um, yeah. yeah, and then the, let the let the Republicans and Trump put on their evidence that there was election fraud and that this this wasn't uh, you know that, that it was fact it was a factual factually based statement. Um, I, why why the Republicans refuse to make that argument? I don't know, other than that they're cementing the narrative that the Democrats want to want to uh, put forward, and it's just absolutely incredible to me. It's ridiculous and it's stupid.
0: So, are you saying they're not going to make that argument, or just that they haven't yet made that?
1: um i don't know that they're going to make that argument i mean it's not clear what trump's legal team is going to argue um his the opening statement yesterday was was pretty meandering and uh contradictory but um they're certainly focused on the jurisdictional issue um and in my opinion for for political reasons they need to be focused on the merits of the claim i mean there are legal arguments to be made both on jurisdiction and on whether this could possibly rise to the level of incitement, um, I don't think that it it rises to the level of incitement under under the law, because there was no not imminent. Even close, huh? Not even close. Right. So you you make those arguments, sure, but that's not how you base your defense. I mean, the the Democrats are preparing campaign commercials for twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four. They're they're gonna run they're gonna run against a violent mob. They, they're gonna run against the same violent mob that Trump should have run against in twenty twenty and didn't. They're gonna pre- present the Republicans and Trump as the people as the as the party of the mob. And they're preparing well, their commercials right now with all these uh, House impeachment managers presenting their case. That's what's going on. I Maybe mean,
3: right that's now. What, what a lot of these Republicans wanted. They want Trump gone. They want they want the Trump is gone. Right. The mob crowd gone. Even if they even if they didn't vote. To say this isn't unconstitutional, I'm sure a lot of them want, want Trump and, and the MAGA crowd gone for good.
1: No question. That's what, that's what they're doing. They're trying to do. And, you know, why Trump is going along with it? I mean, you know, it says to me that, that Trump harnessed populist messages but wasn't ever actually a populist himself. He doesn't seem to understand what needs to be said and what needs to be done right now.
0: So you think that Trump could have any chance of success at rebutting the narrative that there was a coup?
1: Steve, whether he could have success or not is irrelevant. You can't preemptively surrender. I mean, that's what we criticize the rhinos for all the time. They surrender without a fight every single time. And maybe he wins, maybe he loses. I don't know, but you got to make the argument and maybe he gets his head beat in, but maybe Matt Gates or Josh Hawley Wins the next argument, you know, down the road? I don't know, but I do know that surrender is not a strategy. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you're saying not only say you don't have jurisdiction, not only say I didn't incite it, but you also have to say nothing really happened.
1: No, I mean, wouldn't, nothing really happened. The police invited the people in, number one. Number two, it's the people's house. Number three, he was 40 minutes away by walk, Number four, he has to go, he should play his exact words, peacefully and patriotically go and and voice your, your concerns or exact, I forget the exact language he used. His language wasn't incitement by any definition, not by any legal definition. And number four, he should go through all of the evidence that he has and that he says he wanted to present to courts regarding election fraud. Now, even if he's got lawyers that are afraid of getting disbarred, this isn't a legal proceeding this is a political proceeding and anyone who's afraid of getting sanctioned by the bar for making a frivolous argument doesn't have that argument to make right now right now they're just before congress they're just before the senate and he they can make that argument i'm a lawyer i would be feel comfortable making that argument i don't understand why they're not why they're not willing to do it but here's a question too why didn't they
3: preemptively go to the supreme court already about this
1: and yeah. First of all, the Supreme Court wouldn't have jurisdiction almost certainly. What would, what would they do? I mean, okay,
3: there, there's an impeachment. Now let's say the impeachment was done legitimately, the articles drawn up and voted on, although I don't think they actually follow the Constitution and precedent on that, but let's stipulate. They, they had the articles, they voted on it, it's supposed to go to the Senate, but after Trump is gone. At that point, shouldn't the Trump people have immediately been to the Supreme Court?
1: Say, this is illegitimate? Number one, you can't. The the Supreme Court has its own rules of jurisdiction, and he wouldn't have he wouldn't have standing to file a case directly in the Supreme Court. He could file a case in the district court, perhaps, um, but he wouldn't be able to file one in in the Supreme Court. Also, getting back, answering your question, and also getting back to something Jody said, um, as far as the January exception, um, I think that what's it's not a January exception. I think that if he leaves, if his, if his term ends, the proper remedy for punishing a high crime or misdemeanor is a criminal proceeding. I think the only, the, the one instance from the 1870s that they've cited, they meaning the Democrats, to justify impeachment after someone left office is for someone who resigned in order to avoid impeachment. And, you know, if Nixon, you know, that could have been the case with Nixon, right? You can't commit a high crime and misdemeanor and then avoid impeachment simply by resigning your office. That's not the facts here. So um, that's that's my take on it.
0: So the reason they did not impeach Nixon, is that because no one thought of it yet? No one would have dared yet? The press yeah. wouldn't have been behind it. Why didn't they? He was the most hated no, because, man in history.
1: Well, not- two reasons, number one, he left office. I mean, they were they were drawing up the articles of impeachment, and Howard Baker of the, of the Senate went to the went to the White House and said, "You need to resign." Um, and number two, Ford pardoned him.
0: Right, Ford pardoned him. First of all, why should a pardon um, a make pardon impeachment? Those... A pardon has nothing to do with impeachment. By the way, right.
1: he they could pardon him, and they
0: still could have impeached him. And as far as he resigned, they still could have impeached him. Yes, they made a deal. I-, I just think no one even thought of such a ridiculous idea, or they thought that was enough already. I, I don't know. The piling on on Trump is right. beyond anything we've ever seen in this country. This is really Soviet Union kind of thing, that literally we have yeah. to burn him to the ground and then salt the ground.
1: Well, I, that's- but the 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 real news story to me is trump's utter silence trump is not defending himself he's not saying anything i saw his son his son was on tv his son i saw his son interviewed last night and his son did great but trump himself is completely silenced i i'm not what what, jody
2: no i was gonna say i'm not so sure that's a bad thing personally i don't think it bodes well for him when he speaks his fault or the media's fault or whatever but um, one of the things you said Ed, earlier, how, and I totally agree, but um, how, you know, the Democrats, they uh, what they want is to prevent Trump from ever being reelected again, which they can't get from a criminal trial. Right. But that makes you think, why can't they get that from a criminal trial? If he were convicted of this criminal offense, he wouldn't be able to run again so the very fact okay. that they won't because they know they can't where's that argument why is that not being played out i guess
1: i don't understand of admitting
2: I'm like, they don't have it to, to 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 take him on a citizen level criminal trial then
1: well i don't really i didn't understand the last part of your question but i think that even if he were convicted in a criminal trial the constitutional requirements for being president do not include the absence of a felony conviction.
2: Okay. That's where so, I was wrong.
1: I, really? <laughs> okay. No, I mean, it's 35 oh, years. Oh, well, made. you know,
2: Marion Barry, I guess, yes, right?
1: I, I was going to bring that up too.
2: <laughs> Sorry. I forgot about Marion. <laughs> He's not
1: running for president. He was running for, for mayor. No, I president.
2: know. Mayor, but still holding high office. I don't know. But yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, look, I mean, this is, it, it's a political proceeding. And I think the founders were pretty clear. Based on the reading that I've done on the subject, that this was about removal from office. Once he's out of office, that's it. Uh, there's an obvious difference with Nixon and Trump, and that's you know Nixon had run twice and won twice and couldn't run again. So the guy asked, after his followers, and so they want to they want to put the nails in the coffin.
2: So the guy, you know, um, one of the leaders of. Um, The Democrats said that it's not about removing people from office. It's it's about accountability. And I mean, I guess I sort of am okay with that argument, except that they're misusing that even. There's no, did you guys watch the video that they put together? Anybody watch the video?
1: Um, I didn't see it, but I heard that they spliced things together.
2: Oh, it is deeply disturbing that that is what they're using. I mean, can you say in a court that they really are using that as their sort of here are the facts moment? I, you should watch it. Number one, um, it really is. They put in Trump's words and they shift to this. They make no direct connection. They make no there is no words where he says Get in, take over the Capitol. None of that ever happens. And of course, they leave out right. words that he used, like peaceful and stuff. But
1: I mean, It certainly would be inadmissible evidence if it were try, if they tried to bring it into a criminal. Well,
2: but anyway. you know their you know their motive is to in, to incite the American people into this fit of rage, right? Over yes, get in this horrible what man. Is that
1: word you use, Jody. That their, their goal is to incite.
2: Yes, yes, yes. What have yes. I told you? I know, Every I accusation know.
1: Reaccusation I know.
2: Oh, it's just the amount of times that I, and, and this is a really good example, listening to Raskin, how many times I was like, oh, that's you doing it, check. Oh, that's you doing it, check. The, the amount of times they use a word and make a claim against people on the right of things that they are literally actively engaging in is unbelievable. So what the other...
0: There was an article right before the show that Jason Chaffetz, um, who used to represent Utah, is asking, does this video violate a very specific House rule that talks about, quote, dissemination by electronic means, including by social media of any image, video, or audio file that has been distorted or manipulated with the intent to mislead the public. Please. And he's bringing that up. So again, by the way, there are no rules for Democrats. No, There's nothing that they they can tear up a State of the Union address if they feel like doing that, and that supposedly violates rules. So nobody really cares if they violate the rules. Have the Republicans yet played their, I believe they're going to play a video compilation of all the incredible incitement by Democrats, including Mr. Chuck Schumer, who I believe said, uh, go like burn down the Supreme Court or something like that. He was thre- he was threatening Gorsuch, right? Yeah, he was threatening Gorsuch. the Supreme Court.
2: You better you're not going to know what hit you. Right. That's
0: right. Did yeah. they play th- did they play that yet?
2: I didn't watch today so I'm not sure.
3: I can't bring myself to watch these proceedings. It's such a farce, uh,
2: you know. It, it really is. it's it's really <laughs> we hard to know what
3: they're going to do. And it's kind of ironic that they're splicing and dicing uh video That's that's pretty much what they accuse uh, James O'Keefe of doing all the time, but he
0: doesn't do it, right? Wow, he's on the wrong side. What do you guys make of Cassidy switching his vote?
1: It's a joke. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? I want to hear, I want to see every Republican that wants to vote with the Democrats on this. I think that Trump would do us a great service by picking up the gauntlet that McConnell and the rest of the Republicans have laid down that they're going to vote to convict him because anyone who, any Republican that votes to convict him is signing his own political death sentence. He will never get reelected, period.
0: I hope you're correct (laughs) because I haven't ruled out that they will convict him. I'm wondering if their hatred for Trump, and like Jody said before, their desire to get him out of the political arena is so strong. What if they all voted to convict him? We're not going to vote out the entire Senate. And I I would not be shocked. I'm not predicting it, but I would not be shocked. There's a long time.
3: They would need, what, 10 more Republican votes at this point based on the the previous vote. And there's got to
0: be 10 Republicans who aren't up for election for another five, six years. It would not shock me to death if it happened.
2: You know, Steve, and it could be. I, I kind of wonder if there aren't a lot of people out there Um, in the political center or soft left, soft right arena who voted for Biden just to shut the heck people up about Trump. And so I could see that sort of um, outrage fatigue happening, maybe with some of Republicans saying, just vote for it and be done with this nonsense. So I can see that happening. You could be right, Steve. I can see it
1: happening too, but I can't see any Republican who votes for this winning another election, not as a Republican. Maybe they switch parties, but not as a Republican. People
2: tend to have such short memories, though. I mean, two years from now, we'll be into something totally different.
1: They have very short memories. And
2: don't forget their outrage.
0: And I'd be surprised if they're not, you know, sticking their finger in the wind already. Are they that stupid? Or have they realized that they could still win? And remember... I I, I,
3: I don't know. I mean, I've seen Republicans get away with so many... Bad votes and things like that in the past. I just have a hard time believing that they're going to get primary. You know, first of all, even if it's Mitt Romney, you're going to have somebody, you know, that's a, of a, some quality, you know, to up
1: against a convention. So Utah doesn't have a primary, but I guarantee you Mitt Romney is not going to get renominated. Just like I from guarantee you. Your, your, your lips to God's
3: ears. But like Ms. said,
1: Cheney I, is not going to get reelected either. You know, you know what happens is, is you know we get
3: into a situation where it's like oh well you know we only need two more seats to win back the senate so Susan Collins you know <laughs> try to forget what she did
0: we we need right. her right and this is this is what happens every I time i mean mike is right how long have uh, collins and rakowski been reelected
3: and we hear the okay. same reason why
1: every time right we got to do this because we need those Extra- I still, I still won't. I'll never forget what Murkowski did in 2010. So she's, she's on my death list anyway.
0: But she gets reelected.
1: I don't think she'll get reelected again. Are you moving to Alaska? <laughs> no, but I'm here to make predictions. That's my prediction. I don't think she'll get reelected. You think Sarah Palin's going to run against her? Um, I don't know, but somebody will run against her. Uh, like I said, I'm skeptical about all this stuff until I
3: Well,
0: I'm sticking with my uh, understanding that if the party does not want you to run in a primary and win, it is almost impossible to run in a primary and win. And if the party sticks up for all these renegades, I don't see anybody beating the party machinery.
3: Yeah. On on the other hand, if there are another 10 and he actually gets convicted, I, I think the damage to the Republican Party is severe.
0: Yes, but there is no alternative. We can't have a third party, and there is no alternative. So, you know, you got a lot of people like Bongino saying a third party is a nice idea, but it'll destroy everything. I don't think a third party will ever come because people make again that same uh, I'm argument. I'm talking
3: about a third party. I'm just talking
1: about people just saying to hell with them. I think you, you mean like is, Georgia. Uh, well, I was going to bring up Georgia. I think Georgia is instructive. I think Republicans stayed home in Georgia. Seven
0: hundred thousand.
1: And they understood that that Democrats were likely to win as a result. I, I think that, I don't think they're going to come out, Republicans are going to come out and vote for anybody who's crossing Trump this way.
3: I, I think the turnout was lower across the board for that election, too. I think the Democrats got less votes, too,
1: didn't they? Well, sure. I mean, there's going to be a lot fewer people coming out to vote on January 5th than on November yeah. 3rd, well, Election Day, when you know, the president... Listen,
3: that's why I said these, these runoffs have to go, but that's another story.
1: <laughs> um. And as far as third party, I, as I said a couple of weeks ago, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We, if, if a particular Republican district, if the Republicans wanna be stubborn and obstinate, then we need to be able to put a third party on the ballot. It doesn't matter if we lose. The point is to fight and we can't just preemptively surrender. That's, that's the rhino model and it doesn't work. We're just gonna lose if we do that. If we're gonna lose, we should at least lose going down fighting. That's my view. Amen. And that's, that's incitement. You can't use that
2: word. Yeah. I was going to say that, Mike.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm trying to incite people to, to rise up and patriotically. Oh, take careful, yeah. careful.
0: So, <laughs> Actually, I agree with you 100%. And I think the test will be next year for getting the Senate, the Liz Cheney and even McCarthy who kind of backed her and kind of didn't back her. What's going to happen to those Republicans next year? Are any of them in severe danger? Only time is gonna tell. Because if Liz Cheney manages to win a primary because the Cheneys own Wyoming, you know exactly what's gonna happen, like we've said already, but we don't wanna lose the seat. We can't lose the seat. So I don't know.
1: Why not? Why do we care? What good is a Republican who votes with the Democrats? Why do we care about those Republicans?
0: Yeah, but remember a lot of people have been saying that for a long time and we didn't wanna agree with them that we're anyway not getting anything for our money. So the question is when do more and more people join up with that argument and say, to heck with the Republicans, we don't care. I
1: don't I know. Think we're there. I think we're there.
0: I don't know. I don't disagree with you at all, but, um, and like Jody There's said, first. so much can, no, no, so much can happen between now and another election that we can't even fathom. Um, now, I, what's probably not gonna happen between now and the next election is COVID-19 is probably not coming to an end. Um, I don't know if you saw the article I posted, but some form of it is up in a whole bunch of places. Fauci says this will end when there's no threat at all. That doesn't so we sound- We ask
1: Fauci if any virus has ever been fully yeah. extinguished, because right. the answer is no. That's not the way viruses are dealt with. <clears throat>
2: Can, how many, can we can we count the times the goalpost has been moved? You know, it was first, let's um, flatten the curve. Um, all the things keep moving, right? It never ending. And as soon as coronavirus is legitimately uh, under control, there will be something else. Oh, no, no, no. We got to keep going because of this virus now.
0: Well, they have the mutation argument, which they're going with. And... Some people across the globe are saying things like, hey, if we're winning, we shouldn't stop now. Rather than we're winning, we need to back off now. But I cannot see any reason whatsoever to ever let this go, especially as more and more people are piling climate emergency on top of it mm -hmm. and saying we could lock down for this. Like I've said before, climate's going to kill 8 billion people. Corona at worst is going to kill a couple hundred million people. So I, I don't see any... Metric that Fauci or anybody else is going to wake up one day and say, "Okay, guys, it's over." You
1: know, return your mask to Amazon. The issue is, it's the same (laughs) issue as with what I said about impeachment. Namely, there's no opposition. You need a Republican Party that's an opposition that says, "No, we don't. We don't even care if the experts say that that it's dangerous. It's up to you to take precautions. We're going to open the economy. We're going to open the schools. We're going to open the churches, and it's up to you to take precautions. And anyone who wants to stay home." You can stay home. Anyone wants to close their business, they can. But we are the party of opening America. And that's what the Republicans need to do. And, and really, they need to do it as much, if not more, at the local level than, than, at, the, than at the federal level. This is, a, this is a battle that needs to be fought and won by, by electing sheriffs, district attorney, county attorney, all the people that arrest and prosecute and, and implement these laws at the local level. That's where it needs to be fought. And in particular in these red states and red counties and red, si- well, I guess there aren't too many red cities but there are lots of deep red places where you can, you can elect sheriffs and district attorneys and county attorneys to, re- to uh, respond to this threat and to, to say no. I mean, we need a William Buckley standing athwart history saying no we are not going to tolerate this. This is a constitutional free zone, a, a constitutional rights sanctuary, and you, we are going to respect the Constitution here. We're not going to carry out the governor's orders, the president's orders, any of these orders. And if you guys want to come and arrest us, come and arrest us. Bring your guns because we're going to be re- we're going to be ready for you. That's and that's what that's what they need to do. And 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 it's not enough to just elect sheriffs. You need to you know if the sheriff arrests people and the and the district attorney won't prosecute them. Well, we see what happens, you get a revolving door. Um, We need to stop this nonsense and and make it clear that anyone who tries to enforce these rules and enforce these violations of our rights is gonna be subject to prosecution or or some form of resistance at the local level. That's where this needs to be fought.
0: So you're channeling Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review, where I quote often, this is really his big rant that it has to be challenged locally Uh, by sheriffs, exactly what you said. He is starting something, I believe he's calling Constitutional Action Network. Um, Supposedly there's a website going up and it's gonna be to try and unite people in many different areas to take action along these lines. So flood your county sheriff with phone calls, that type of an action. And I think everybody on this show would be in favor of that. If for no other reason than let's do all of the
1: above. That's now, a great idea, um, and and going back to your point from a little while ago, Steve, you don't need nearly as much money, and you don't need nearly as much power to to win those seats. It's one thing to run for a, a seat in, in Congress or in the Senate. To win a, a local s- a sheriff's race or, or district attorney race, as as long as you're not in some big city, if you're just in a in a rural county or a you know a suburban county, that's not that. It doesn't take that, that much money to to win those races, and we've got plenty of places that are that are deep red places where we can be resisting these lockdowns and we can be opening up this country and not just, not just actually opening up, but as I say, the argument needs to be made. And that's where it can start in a place where they don't have an opposition. They don't, if if we control a sheriff's office and and a district attorney's office, we, we, our side rules that area. And, and they need to loudly say just as loudly as the left did during the last four years, this is a sanctuary. We are not, Enforcing these unconstitutional mandates period you want to open a business here. Come on down boys. It's it, we're open for business here. And Ed, are you living
0: in a place that's controlled by a sheriff or are you in more of a city.
1: Um, I am in a city, but there is a sheriff. There's a local, sh- there's a county sheriff.
0: Because those of us in the big city areas, we're not really under that type of a leadership. I Correct. Think the rural counties much more. Now Correct. everybody heard Desantis's answer. Why he didn't wear a mask at the Super Bowl?
1: I did, but I don't remember. Remind me.
0: It was well. How could I drink a beer? That's <laughs> I love it. So that was that was absolutely awesome. Yeah, go ahead, Jody.
2: So no, I was going to um, sort of go on what Ed was saying. We kind of, since I was watching early on, um, we already kind of have those pockets who have been just like that sort of saying no. DeSantis is kind of a good example on the governor level where it's kind of been, you know, reeling it in a little bit. And we have some evidence to support the notion that, you know, ignoring these rules isn't this huge detriment that the left keeps proclaiming. And nobody screams enough about it. And if you do scream about it, you're shut down or something. So I already think Ed, what you're talking about is happening. The problem is once again, I think the barrier to the access to the minds of the people because of the utter corruption of our cultural media and educate the things that control the culture won't let any other messages permeate to the minds of the people.
0: That's well, in, in quite simple true. terms, Tony If you put up on Twitter that the counties that don't have mass mandates are at least as healthy as those that do, you will be
1: deplatformed. It's just yes. that simple.
2: Under because you know, but the
1: Republican it, Party it, can make the argument. That should be the Republic. We need an opposition party that's willing to say these things in their campaign ads, in their official party platform. I mean, Trump didn't even have a party platform. We needed a party platform that said, we are the party of opening America. So let
2: me, let me just pose this. Obviously, the Republicans are so utterly derelict as to maybe consider they're corrupt. Maybe it's not that they're dumb and derelict. Maybe they're just as corrupt as the Democrats. What are we fighting for then? Why, 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 are we, why, why fight this political unwinnable political battle and not more heavily coordinate on a cultural level. Meaning, forget about expecting the Democrats to change and morph into somebody who's gonna carry these messages. Get the message out. We gotta find out other ways to get the message out because they're not gonna be the carriers. We need to, I think, just think outside the box.
1: We gotta walk and chew gum at the same time, Jody. You're right. We need to be involved in the cultural wars, but we can't just leave politics alone and, and let them establish the dictatorship that it's obvious they're trying to establish. We have to resist in any way that we can, even if it's- But the fe- Republicans
2: aren't doing it. So are we wasting our time and energy expecting that they will? How do we work around the Republicans to get the m- message to the minds of the people?
1: I mean, to me, I think that you've, like I said, number one, you fight on the local level. Number two, on the national level, you look for guys like Matt Gates, like Josh Hawley, uh, a few others. There aren't a lot, but there are some that are willing to make the argument and, and make the case that we need to have made. And we just have to support them. And we're not in a 50-50 Senate. You know, Steve, I think, likes to say that it's more like an 85-15 Senate. And, and that's really how it is. And okay, so we just acknowledge that. That doesn't mean that we just surrender. We still need- So
0: we get somebody like a Marjorie Green in Congress, who's Uh all gung-ho about reopening America, as far as I can tell. And deservedly or not, she is being absolutely relentlessly destroyed. And anybody, I just saw today that Ivanka, how we ever got her, has asked her father to separate himself from
1: Miss Green. So the
0: point is they come
1: after you so strong. Steve, here's here's the issue with, with Green. If the Democrats wanted to, wanted to throw off the committees, they could do it. But I said to you, you know, a couple of weeks ago that we need, to, we need to talk about going Reardon. That, they could not have accomplished that without Kevin McCarthy's blessing. Kevin McCarthy should have said, buzz off. And I wanted to use a stronger word than buzz. He should have said, buzz off. You do not get to tell Republicans what we think, what we can believe and what we can say. And if you don't like her, that's tough dogs. She won 74% of the vote in her district, and her, pe- her district gets to have their representation in Congress. Buzz off, beat her at the ballot box if you want, but we're not backing off her. We defend her. And if they took her off the, if they took her off uh, all those committees, the Republicans should just walk the hell out. How about setting up? Okay, a- but that gets back to Jody's
0: all- question. That's not what the Republicans are doing. The Republicans don't fight for their own.
1: Well, you're asking, you know, we're talking about what, what should happen rather than what is. I mean, we could read a newspaper, see what is happening. The Republicans cave. That's true. They always cave. There you know, ways to fight. And, you know, if they need to set up, you know, a shadow government that just, you know, they could set up their own committees and they could have a committee on, you know, you know, whatever committees that they want to put her on and they could create their own reports and show the American people, exactly what they would do if they were given the majority. It's an opportunity instead of something to whine about. They should just say, you know what? The Democrats say that they run this place and they can do whatever they want, including tell us what our people can think and kick our people off committees. Fine. Let them run the show. And we're, you know, we're going to we're going to show you, show the American people, this is what we would do if we were in control. These are the committee reports we would prepare. This is the type of work we would we would do. This is the kind of legislation we would put out. The Democrats don't want to hear it. They're silencing us, but we're going to speak anyway. That's what they need to do. So,
0: Ed Maslisch, Yes how many people in the entire Congress
1: agree with you?
0: I'm going with about 15. What do you say?
1: Five or six. I, I don't know, but... <laughs> I think I think that if Kevin McCarthy had stood up to Nancy Pelosi and said, you don't get to tell us what to think, you don't get to tell us what we get to believe, you don't get to control who our members are, buzz off, you might have had a different outcome.
0: And you notice that whenever it comes time to elect the uh, muckety-mucks in the Republican Party, whether it's Speaker of the House, Majority Leader, Majority Whip, et cetera, the party comes down in full force to make sure they get who they want. They're not gonna no, they're going to allow a Paul, they're not going to allow a Matt Gates
1: to gain power in the party. Gingrich was an insurgent. Newt Gingrich was a big insurgent. And he took over from Bob Michael, who was a weenie. So, yes. And I mean, Gingrich
0: Mike lasted how long? Huh? How long did Gingrich last? Four years, I think. He lasted for four years
3: until... Yeah. Uh, he was crushed. Yeah. I think Jody wanted to chime in, but she's muted. But listen, uh, n- None of this stuff is surprising as the typical Republicans. We're be-
0: it's like we're back to normal, right? <laughs> well, I think the Republicans are much happier like this because yeah. they get their crumbs. I, I truly believe that most people in Congress would rather have good press and cocktail parties than anything they may have believed in before. That's, that's just the way it is. And I believe that's true of anybody who will go to Congress. because 99% of human beings it's- will fall into that. I mean, the
3: first rule of thumb for anybody in office is to keep that office and <laughs> keep that power as long as they can. I mean, uh, listen, I've seen it here in New Jersey too. I, know. I mean, we have a beckless GOP. They, they get their butts whipped every cycle, uh, you know, and, and nothing changes. They don't change their leadership. And the minute one of them feels threatened, uh, you know, there was a state Senator here in particular, comes to mind. The minute she realized her district was starting to turn blue, she switched parties. You know, so it's all about me, me, me. So you know, what what do we expect? It's the same. It's the same old stuff. <laughs> it's all about me. Jody.
2: <laughs> no, it th- 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 just kind of supports why. I mean, largely, I think this is a cultural problem. I know I'm a broken record. I know, but I don't <laughs> think government is the answer. I think government is the problem. Thank you, Ronnie Reagan. Oh, it's his birthday this month. Wait, we missed it, didn't we? Did we miss his birthday?
0: No, it's it Reagan, right Reagan,
3: around now. other day, Reagan.
2: Yeah, Reagan wasn't is in February, isn't he? We
3: just passed his hundred, hundred.
2: Yes. Oh, I missed it. Anywho, quoting him, "Government is the problem, not the solution," right. or maybe I'm paraphrasing him. But, um, but I agree. Ed, we need to be able to walk in Shugan and chew gum at the same time. But, um, you get like a few people that are willing to speak up. They're going to be swiftly and easily pounced not just by democrats but by their fellow republicans i just i'm just saying i don't see it as i don't see a solution in the republicans
1: if the republican party is that corrupted then it needs to be destroyed and a third party does need to rise up and if it means we lose a few elections in that process so be it i mean we can't just keep going on the way we're going right now though
3: you know, um, you can how? Create a new
1: party and ha- how do you keep them
3: out of the new party? Because you know how these things go. It happened with the Tea Party. It starts getting corrupted. You start getting people that, that start to filter in and they start to take over. And you know, it's like you're back to square one.
1: The price of liberty is eternal vigilance. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think I we need just... to be
2: thinking out of the box really out of the box. Like, I don't know, but something. these are extraordinary times. I think i so many things about now are extraordinary that we really, you know, I have this product for my business that I'm trying to sell. And I was trying to to sell it through eBay and I was having trouble getting my company on to sell through eBay. And it turned out that I couldn't do it going through DuckDuckGo. I had to go through Google Chrome. And so being the cynic that I am, I'm thinking, hmm, shoot, should the day ever come that I'm on their list because of who I've supported, what I've said, who I have voted for, now through Google, who I may not trust, can now say, oh, eBay, you better take those, you better deplatform those companies selling their products on your page. And I'm thinking, This is a prime example of where we don't necessarily think ahead. We need to think ahead. We need to think more strategically, I think, to play the kind of game they're playing in a smarter, better, and more moral way. I think. So,
0: speaking of commercialism here and investment opportunities, there's a new pillow company. I'm, I'm getting it in the ground up. I don't know about you guys, but David Hogg is going to make a pillow and I'm sure he's going to totally crush Mike Mandel's business because after all, he's just such an accomplished young man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to bring in the other story that I had for today, which is again related, the Bank of America story. Yeah. Bank of America turning over under not very much pressure, apparently. A lot of financial data on people that were in or around D.C., on those dates that will live in infamy forever, um, including people who made purchases at weapons related stores, et cetera, et cetera. And we're talking about Citibank has done things like this, Bank of America, Chase, you have a big chunk of the largest banks, most prominent banks in the country, where whether we know it or not, we probably have money somehow tied up with, and they are totally deplatforming businesses. And now there's, destroying their own customers. So when you talk about parallel economy, where do you go? How do you compete with trillion dollar banks?
1: Well, I think the long-term answer, you know, getting to what Jody was saying a few minutes ago is Elon Musk's journey to Mars. The Pilgrims went and set up a new a new country and a new world. We're going to need a new world because this world is is inhospitable to us. And I don't know that we're going to we're going to defeat these people because the corruption is so deep and so broad and so uh, all pervasive. Um, in the meanwhile, we need to fight whatever battles we can to survive for as long as we can. And we should support things like SpaceX and private space exploration and hope that we can set up our own uh, our own civilizations and our own societies, the same way the pilgrims went across the Atlantic in the Mayflower, um, you know, and the okay. same way the Jamestown colony was set up in, in 1619 uh that's what we need to do wait did you you just admit that america was founded in
0: 1619
1: actually i did i said i misspoke the the the, uh jamestown colony was founded in 1607 the the pilgrims came in 1619
0: and the country was started with slavery in 1619. that's what i heard the first slaves
1: were brought to the jamestown colony in 1619.
3: yes So, So, so uh so ed you don't think we can just start our own banks
1: no I mean, we can try, but uh, first of all, they're, they're all regulated at the state and federal level and they're all regulated by the Federal Reserve Board. Um, no, I don't think that we're gonna be able, we're gonna be successful doing that. We should certainly try. I don't mean that as a preemptive surrender, which is what I've been arguing against this whole show. We should fight every battle that we can and we should try and survive and live as well as we can for as long as we can. But if you're looking for a long-term solution, I think SpaceX is our long-term solution. I think getting out of this, getting onto a new civilization and building our own civilization from the ground up is the way that this is going to be solved.
3: It's
0: not going to be solved. Huh? Isn't Bitcoin the attempt at our own banks?
3: Our own money. It's our
0: own banking system. It's pulling money out of banks, investing it totally outside that system so that ostensibly you cannot be shut down.
1: Well, and Elon Musk just uh, just bought it out, so
0: one point five billion. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to match my contribution. It's not money, it's
1: <laughs> not money.
3: That's the problem. It's not money.
0: <laughs> but money isn't money, and it is at, at least that is an attempt, and maybe it's an it's all of yeah. the above attempt. And Bitcoin is one of gazillions of these types of economies. Um, are you guys familiar with goldbacks? Yeah, I'm not. So Liberty Block oh, interviewed tax, not Goldback. Goldbacks. Uh, Liberty Block interviewed the uh, head of Goldbacks a week or two ago, and it's in Utah. Apparently, there is some kind of law that made these Goldbacks legal tender within the state. They're trying to get into New Hampshire and a few other states. It's literally a currency made out of gold. It's like the dollar bill, as it were is the amount of gold dust that would be worth that and it's packaged in some kind of super duper plastic and they're in denominations of a $1 dollar through 100. The 100 is worth like 330 bucks depending on the price of gold and they will be used as cash. Now they can't be, obviously you can't do anything online with them and that's something they're working on. They're selling out like hotcakes. Again, is it just a shtick? I don't know, but it is another attempt to get out of the big bank banking system. And if you're going with the all of the above mode, which is probably a good way to do it, because like you say, Jody, they can close your business any day they want. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it to so many businesses. They don't have to warn you. They don't have to tell you why they're doing it. They just say, I mean, you look at Epic Times demonetized. You look at so many of these things demonetized overnight. And think about if that's your only business is your YouTube channel with 5 million followers and tomorrow they demonetize you. That's pretty oh. severe stuff. So I hear they just um, accidentally took uh, Devin Nunes' thing off of Twitter, but it was an accident. Yeah. You know, it's a real shame that people have these accidents, isn't it? <laughs> there's so, no pattern. Yeah. There's no pattern to it.
2: You know, you 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 watch a bunch of stuff like that starts happening again. This is a let's do it unless and until there's major outrage. And then we'll say it was an accident.
0: Well, especially yes, if it get comes. Get away with to, what you can.
2: Yeah, especially if it comes, if they can do, do, like with strategic timing, you know, coordinating. Well, we only need him to be mute for, from this time until this time. We'll, we'll do it. The outrage, let the outrage, then we'll suddenly say, oh, oops, sorry. I'm-
0: okay, we're going to have to wrap up soon, and I can't let this show end without discussing. We'll vote if we call it Snowgate or Plowgate. Everybody know the story we're referring to? What should we call it, Snowgate or Plowgate? Plowgate. Plowgate, Plowgate it is. Okay, so for those not familiar, Plowgate is a story where this writer in the Los Angeles Times is upset because those horrific Nazi-like Trumpists or Trumpers, she calls them Trumpites, plowed her driveway and did a phenomenal job. And she finds herself thinking these really aren't the horrible monsters that I know of 100% they are. And she's freaking herself out because it's exactly the same as, well, the Nazis are also kind of nice when they're not out there killing people in gas chambers. And if this doesn't illustrate the cultural split in this country, that they look at us as evil people and there is nothing that will ever bridge that gap short of the end of 1984 and totally bowing down and accepting their re-education and reprogramming. That story is is so, so sad. There's nothing you can accept from somebody on the supposed right, gracefully. Whereas we would never look at somebody on the left like that. So I'm gonna let everybody comment on Plowgate.
1: Well, here's when you're telling that story, it reminded me of, of the tweet that uh, AOC put out a week or so ago that Ted Cruz went and agreed with her. And she turned around and said, no, I don't want your agreement. You, you tried to murder me. And you know if you want to do something good, resign from Congress. And people on our side like Ted Cruz, who I love and I worked for his campaign in 2016, they need to understand that there's nothing we can do that's gonna get these people to like us, that's, that, that's gonna get them to work with us. They, they wanna destroy us and kill us. And the sooner we start acting accordingly, the safer and better off we're going to be.
0: Now, I assume, had they not plowed her driveway, she would have written the opposite screed.
1: Well, she would have written the same screed, that they're evil Nazis, and, you know, it's terrible to live next door to Nazis. I Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I
2: think the story highlights why the whole Age of Enlightenment I mean, reason and logic are really, really gone. Certainly journalism is over, science is over as far as I can see. Um, But it kind of highlights what I was saying early on with the Trump administration where, you know, I really, I don't dig the words Trump would use. I really do find a lot of times the way he speaks to be immature, inappropriate. Like you could so get a message across um, in, a mo- in a in a more intellectual, just a better, a, a more mature way, and then you look at the left, and these are the people who hate the way that Trump speaks and the words that he says, and they have all these things to say about it, while they act twenty times worse than anything Trump says nine times out of ten. Um, so it, again, Quiet, it's watch, just that it's I you know i feel like we've got to have another word for liberal hypocrisy because it doesn't really highlight it enough for me and it
1: it's, it's not hypocrisy so, it's so mean?
2: anti-intellectual it's so yeah. an, it's so immoral and anti-intellectual it's it uh, there's some there's a better word i just right. don't know well, what it is
1: it's, it's not hypocrisy because they are consistently anti-us it's not hypocrisy. They are very consistent. They will say or do anything to just well, the ends justify it, the means. It, it, it,
2: talking about hypocrisy from the standpoint of, you know, selective outrage and it's okay when we do it this very thing but it's not okay when you do it this very thing. Um, it's,
1: right, because they're good it's, and it's, we're evil. It's
2: anti-intellectual. It's uh, just this is just another Blaring sign of them pointing their finger at people like Donald Trump for the things that he says. And then they say these crazy, outrageous, hostile, verbally hostile, um, emotionally hostile, attacking things. You know, it's just, it's when do the American people wake up? I don't think you need a media and an education system really to tell you that that's not good, but here we are.
3: Yeah, look, the, the left is nasty and they hate us. There's not much more that you need to add than what Ed said.
0: Mike, you just summed it up perfect, yeah. succinct, pithy. <laughs> say it one more time. What did I say? I said they, they hate us. You said the left is nasty and they hate they're us. I, they're I think nasty and they hate us, <laughs> that's basically it. That, that sums it up very well. Yeah, I, I was would
2: just... like a divorce from the left. Can't we just get a Whatever. divorce?
3: Whatever it takes to destroy us, you know? Well,
0: some of us are working on a divorce because I think that's, what, that's, what, that's <laughs> what's going to have to happen. Very sadly, Washington is not going to change.
3: By the way, um, one word about David Hogg. I, I saw a couple of uh, good names for his, uh, his new company. I don't know why you would ever call something good pillow like he did. Why wouldn't you call it great pillow? I don't, I don't get that. But somebody said Hogg, my pillow should have been the name. I like that one. And then I, I thought it should have been my woke pillow.
0: My, wife, my woke pillow,
3: that's a good one. Yes, you'll get the worst sleep of your life.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> that'd be funny. You're not sleep, you're woke with my, my pillow.
0: Right, <laughs> hey, now he's gonna make a fortune off a of Liberty Block, Oops. thank you very much. Ed, what would you like to uh, close with?
1: I think the Bank of America story is a bigger story than we gave time to today. Um, they were not under any subpoena, um, and it's been a recurring theme on this show that we keep pointing out the blurred distinction between government and big business. And without without a subpoena and without, I mean, frankly, even if they had received a subpoena, I still, if I had been counsel to to Bank of America, I would have said we need to go to a court and get a court order that this subpoena can be enforced. I would have objected to the subpoena and made a court say, yes, you have to comply, and, and then made the decision whether we're gonna comply or not. But that's not what apparently happened here. Apparently they were voluntarily giving information to the government that potentially was subject to privacy laws. I mean, the ba- banks are not supposed to disseminate your, banking, your personal private banking information. Um, whether any laws were broken or not, I don't think we know yet. Um, I suspect they, they might've been. Uh, but regardless i think the real story there is the continued blurring of the distinction between big corporations and government and there are so many people who who just they chant private company private company we can't do anything we can't use antitrust we can't go have government regulation we can't we can't do anything and yet the reality is these private companies are acting in concert with the government in almost every case and they are, uh, they're implementing things for the government that the government couldn't do on its own. Uh, the government could not just randomly search everybody's information without p- probable cause to get, you know, to get a warrant uh, or even to do, you know, forget about probable cause for a criminal warrant. You know, if, there were, if it were just some civil investigation, there would need to be some basis to support the subpoena. You can't just go on a fishing expedition and have a court say yes, you can have that subpoena, and you can go on a fishing expedition. That's not the way courts generally operate, um, and yet Bank of America allowed it to happen. Just like we've seen, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Google and and all these other companies are doing things for the government, whether it's censorship or uh, deplatforming. Uh, that you know, if the government tried to do it, it, the Constitution would clearly prohibit it. But what happens is we've got this. Informal arrangement between the largest corporations in the country and the Democrat Party, Um, and and frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if there were Republicans involved as well. I don't mean to just pick on Democrats. There, Um, the government is in bed with these big corporations, and our liberties are being eroded daily. Um, And we need to we need to be able to fight back against that. And we need to, you know, I'm not for for government control of the economy. I don't know that you know regulation is the answer, but We need to be willing to use all tools at our our disposal. Um, Antitrust has private causes of action. Um, But more generally, I think we need to be able to to condemn private companies for acting in ways that blur the distinction between them and and the government and that allow the government to accomplish things that the government would be forbidden by the Constitution from accomplishing on its own. Um, and that's, that's my, that's the, the big story of the week for me. Amen.
2: Ed, do you, do you think there's any legal standing for those people whose information was shared?
1: I'm not an expert on that subject, but I think potentially, yeah. I mean, there is there standing yeah, There's definitely standing. Their information was shared. So the question is, did they suffer an injury? Was, were the privacy law, the banking privacy laws violated? I don't know the answer to that question. Um, at a minimum, it just looks bad to me on the surface. Um, as I said, even if it had been, it, a bank should not have turned that information over, a without a subpoena, and b without having first challenged the subpoena as being a fishing expedition. That's what a, that's what a bank that was protecting its customer should do. I, you know, the bank. But is it illegal
2: the bank, for them to do that?
1: I, I don't think it is, but I'm not positive. Uh, but I think, like I said, you know, you're talking, when you talk about is it legal, you're getting on the political level and on the cultural level. I am Bank of America's customer, not the government. <laughs> they should be looking out for me before they're looking out for the government. And yet that's not the way it's working.
2: Right, And it probably never will again. I don't think it ever will again. So what is our, that's why I said, we're not going to fix as... the Bank of America. Like we're talking about major collusion between um, entities that have extraordinary amounts of power. Think of, you know, not just the big banks, uh, the the those who hold all the keys to social media, those who hold the keys to our education systems, those who hold the key to our media and all sorts of disseminating of information. These are some seriously powerful, corrupt people colluding. So. I don't think fighting them is just all oh, I'm saying. I'm not sure how we fight them. Creating our own, I don't know.
1: Well, it, it you know, to, you know, we shared I don't know how you
2: fight them, like you said.
1: We shared a private conversation this morning about how the AM the American Medical Association, you know, worked corrupt you know, worked to to block hydro, hydroxychloroquine from being used. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they were doing the government's bidding, you know, on on the government's behalf. They've
2: been and doing then, it for a long time
1: as soon as biden gets elected you know on january 7th they reverse their position this is pervasive it's happening all over uh, you're right that picking one or two or ten entities to fight is is we're not going to beat them but at the same time we can't just surrender either we need to point point out this is what's going on and we yeah. you know, we're gonna ever wake our fellow citizens up i'm not
2: suggesting up. i'd never suggest surrender i'm yeah. just thinking we need to think beyond what is, even. We need to be thinking in such a different way, really, really beyond fighting the what is. And uh, what's the word? Not fighting them, but winning. Oh, hold on, there's, a, there's something coming. It, it, we're not gonna fight them, but we're gonna beat them, kind of thing. It, there's a way, I just don't know what it is.
3: SpaceX, baby. <laughs> And a galaxy far, far away.
1: That's right.
0: So basically, I should like not give all galaxy. my money, not giving all my money to the pillow, I should give half of it to SpaceX.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's the wrap from today's show. Um, thank everybody for being here. We'll be up online within an Power, and we'll be back next week, hopefully, same time, 4 o'clock p.m. next Wednesday, which is the 17th of February. Thank you very, very much. Have a great day.